This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What you doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealer. See dealer for details. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, serving the Chicagoland area. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. That's right, my friends. This is another edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. I'm still James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago. And with me, as always, is the one and only Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score. Jay, last we spoke, the Blackhawks had some salary cap space. We were kind of speculating on what they were going to do with it. Well, today... We found out what they were doing with it because they went out and shelled out five million bucks for Robin Leonard to man the goal, maybe with Corey Crawford split time. Who the heck knows? But the Blackhawks have signed him to a one year deal. Now, Jay, the Blackhawks have eleven million dollars invested in two goaltenders whose contracts expire at the end of the 2019-2020 season. What, Jay Zawoski, do you think <laughs> of that deal? I, I wish I knew. I really don't know what to make of this. And you know, even talking to some people, you know, one of my sources says it's really just an insurance policy if Crawford goes down. If that's the case, if you're truly tying up eleven million dollars in cap space and goal. Uh, some other stuff has to happen here. You've got to move some players out. You've got to, cause right now they only have a million dollars in cap space. They still don't have Brendan Perlini signed. I, uh, I like it. Robin Leonard is really good. There's no doubt. He was a Vezina finalist last year. Him and Thomas Grice, Grice, Grice won the, uh, the Jennings trophy together for allowing the fewest goals in the league. Uh, he won the Masterton obviously f- because of his struggles with mental illness and substance abuse. And overcoming that, it was an incredible storybook year for Robin Leonard. He's only 27. He's a really good goalie. So there's nothing like that move on its own is fine. I just don't get what's happening. (laughs) It's just kind of a strange out of nowhere scenario that no one really saw coming. No one really talked about it. No one really hinted at it. And I just, I know the, I know the puzzle's not complete, but at this moment, at July 1st at 6.22 p.m., 
I've got no effing clue what this team's going to look like come fall. Well, I'll tell you my uh, theory on this uh, signing. The more that I've kind of chewed it over and the more that I've thought about it, it seems pretty clear to me that the Blackhawks, A, are not confident Corey Crawford can stay healthy for an entire season, and B, I think they're auditioning their next starting goaltender. I think one of these guys gets that job after next season and Colin Delia comes up and backs them up. I think ultimately that's kind of what they're doing here. You said insurance policy. That's an awfully expensive insurance policy to have two goaltenders under contract for 11 million bucks. I think it's more of an audition. I think what they're doing is they're telling Corey Crawford, look, we're not just going to re-sign you because of the good times that you've had in a Blackhawks uniform. You're going to have to earn that next payday. And if you don't, that guy that's competing for your job is already here. And from everything that I've heard, Robin Leonard did not like the way negotiations were going with the New York Islanders. Took one fewer year to come to Chicago and kind of prove that he can be a starting caliber goaltender in the NHL. And to my estimation, if you're paying Paying him $5 million a season, you believe that he can start 50 or 60 games for you at least. And in my in my eye, they're going to be competing for a lot of starts. And if one of them ends up getting head and shoulders above the other, the other guy is going to sit on the bench. I don't think this is going to be simply a split thing the entire season. But I think at least initially, this is a challenge to Corey Crawford that he either needs to step up or he's going to be finding a new address after the 2019-2020 season. Well, I agree with you and I disagree with you. I disagree with you because I don't think Corey Crawford was coming back regardless. It would be really dumb for the Blackhawks to give Corey Crawford another contract. As much as they love him, as much as everything he's done for the organization has been fine and dandy, two Stanley Cups, he's, look, I've been called a Corey Crawford apologist for years. I'm a big fan of the guy. But to bring him back, unless you're going to give him a year-to-year deal at a million bucks a pop, fine. But Corey Crawford, after this year, is for all intents and purposes gone anyway, I think. So I don't think it's sending him a message at all. When he played last year, he played very well. I don't have a. I don't think he's not trying hard. I don't think the work ethic is a problem. I just think that Robin Leonard, they might be looking at Corey Crawford right now as a backup type goalie because of the injury history. They might be saying, "Look, I don't know if it's the right thing to do to play Corey Crawford fifty games a year for his own well being." So you have an opportunity to bring in a guy who is coming off an insane year, a career year, what, a uh, 93% save percentage, 25 wins, six shutouts. Robin Leonard was fantastic last year. And yes, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the fact that he played in Barry Trotz's very defensive-minded system. A lot of so- shot suppression, not a lot of shots allowed by the Islanders. That's a given. But those numbers don't lie, okay? Maybe there's a little bit of a drop-off from the Islanders to Chicago, but those numbers are great, and anyone who watched Robin Leonard play last year knew how knows how well he did. But I don't see it as a message to Crawford so much as maybe this is the time where we start to phase you out a little bit. And look, if, if Corey Crawford's Corey Crawford for the 30 games he starts or whatever, cool. And maybe they say, you know what? We protected you this whole season, and you're our guy in the playoffs. But I think... Uh, I don't know. All let's pretend Crawford is healthy, healthy the whole year. Would it shock you if Leonard got more starts? No, I don't. I honestly, what I was going to say is, I feel like if the Blackhawks are being honest with themselves right now, they're probably looking at this as if it's a competition. I think Leonard kind of has a leg up right now, and I would think he would be your leading candidate based on the fact that you went out in free agency and you went and got him. 
That at the same time, however, the one-year contract term, I get that, like, Leonard has had some issues, you know, in the past. We don't have to delve too far into that. If you want to, by the way, if you want to learn about that, it's very easy to find. It's on The Athletic. uh, came out last year. It's really, really interesting and fascinating story on Robin Leonard. So check that out on your own. We're not going to, like like James said, we're not going to rehash the whole thing. But uh, definitely something, if you're a Hawks fan, you want to check out. Yeah, and I and I get that like some teams were probably skittish about signing him for that reason, but at the same time, he still had a two-year offer out there to at mm-hmm. least return to the Islanders, and I'm sure there was other interest across the league in a goaltender that, like you said, was a Vesna finalist last year, was a Jennings Award winner last season, and I know that the Islanders, you know, were not the best team, or that they were obviously a pretty good team in terms of you know suppressing shots and stuff. They only allowed four fewer shots a game than the Blackhawks. It's not like they were, you know, 2013 level Blackhawks where they were allowing like 24 shots a game. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they still were allowing 31 shots a game. They were, you know, pretty good defensively. But Leonard did have just an incredibly good season for them. So I definitely think that he would have the leg up if there's any competition between him and Corey Crawford, which is still the way that I'm going to see it because they're both on one year deals. And I feel like the Blackhawks are going to kind of use that to be like, look, prove that you belong in an NHL crease 50 to 55 games a season. And I think that goes for either one of them. Well, Corey Crawford's numbers last year. Let's take a look. He was 14, 18 and five. Uh, keeping in mind the Blackhawks were not great last year and their defense was horrendous last year. He had a 2.93 goals against a 0.908 save percentage. Um, that is his second career lowest save percentage. He was 0.903 back in 2011-2012. So statistically, not a great year for Crawford. There's no doubt about it. But when you look at the team that was in front of him, it's very understandable. I mean, he faced a ton of shots, 1,176 shots against him. Um, So it was a tough season for for Crawford last year. And again, I don't mind bringing in another goalie. I I know, I don't think Cowan Delia is ready for full-time. If Crawford did go down, were you comfortable with Cowan Delia as your full-time backup? I'm not. Kevin Lankin is not ready to be an NHL goalie yet, probably. So it makes sense to do it. But 11 million bucks is a lot to invest when you've got some spots to fill yet. Ryan Dzingel is still out there. Michael Furland is still out there. There's still some players out there that you could assign for that money that I think can help you a little more than Leonard can. Again, I do. Wa- I do want to point out one thing yeah. about this, by the way, mm-hmm. is that everybody is talking about how this money could have been spent elsewhere. And I think the names that you brought up are exactly right. There is a lot of people in Blackhawksville nation, whatever you want to call it, that are under this mistaken impression that they could have gone out and gotten another massive impact, like top six forward, top four defenseman with that money. I got news for you. You've seen the money that's been thrown out in free agency this year. Those players were not available at that price tag. I hate to disabuse people of that notion that they should have gone out and spent 12 million bucks on Artemi Panarin no, no, instead no. of money on Calvin DeHaan and Oli Mata and Andrew Shaw and Robin Leonard. Let me tell you something. I want those four over that one. Like I, there's this nonsensical notion that Stan Bowman somehow blew a bunch of cap space. He addressed needs that this team had, and it may not have been the sexiest of additions, but they're the additions that the Blackhawks part at least partly needed to make. Speaking of sexy, you got to go visit our friend Chris Hubble at Triple Threat Sports for all your team outfitting needs. Get yourself a Robin Leonard jersey. Get yourself a Ryan Carpenter jersey or a new fresh Andrew Shaw jersey. You don't have the one with the Pollyanna collar. You need that. 
Go to Triple Threat Sports, triplethreatsports.com, 708-478-6090. Okay, I'm going to take issue with what you said a little bit there. Yes, Artemi Panarin, definitely not going to happen. Signed for $12 bucks with the Rangers. It's clearly where he wanted to be. He turned down bigger money elsewhere to sign with the Rangers. But Gustav Nyquist signed, what, $5.5 million? Matt Zuccarello signed for $6 million. Those are two guys, not both of them, obviously, but those are two guys that would have upgraded your top six and they could have been done affordably. Even Did you see the nonsensical terms on those contracts, though? Let's go ahead and let's delve into that Matt Zuccarello deal where he has a freaking no trade clause years four through six of that deal. Well, everybody gets no that for thanks. the Blackhawks. We've been down that road before, and I don't like it. Well, everybody gets that when you sign with the Blackhawks. That's a given. Uh, yeah, actually, no. You, gotta, you know what? Still, though, like you're you're looking at going to be and you're going to be in the same situation again where you have contracts that, yeah, the, the money isn't awful, but you can't freaking move it because you won't let you like why uh no i'm not gonna give a no trade clause to matt zuccarello thanks but no thanks All right, what about nyquist did nyquist get a no trade clause i didn't see that i did not see the details on that i just That's thought four years the 22 no trade million. clause in years four through six of a matt zuccarello deal i was like lol and by the way anders lee deal kind of the same thing Right? Didn't I see that he signed for like umpteen bajillion dollars? Seven today? years, forty-nine. So seven per. Yeah, no thanks. That's still too high for me. And the term seven years for him? No. I, I to me, the Blackhawks looked at this market and they realized, you know what? We're going to try to maximize the space that we have instead of blowing our load with one guy. <laughs> Do I have to beep that? That was a little, you, cr- that was a little crude. <laughs> it was slightly crude, man. Like I don't, I don't know. Like let's I like do a when you're fired poll. up. Is that bleepable? <laughs> Should we beep blow your load? <laughs> Vote on madhousepod.com. And if you don't, th- or not madhousepod.com, I don't know if I could put a poll on there. I probably could. But at madhousepod on Twitter, I'm putting that poll up. There's no doubt about it. Should we beep blow your load? I'm going to leave it unbeeped until we get the results. Agreed. I think that's a tremendous idea. <laughs> hey, and if you want to blow your load, you're going to want to go try some beer <laughs> at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. <laughs> get yourself the Hemogoblin. Get yourself the Zool. Go to Rabbit Brewing. They're our great, great friends in Homewood, Illinois. I think uh, Ryan Tobias are going to be fully in favor of how we transition into this ad oh, read, by I'm the gonna, way. I'm sending them this because they will love it more than any read I've ever done. So yes. go visit the Southland legend Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. I know we're going we're through the live reads here. It's going to be a brief episode. James and I are going to sit down later this week and give a nice, full, deep breath reaction to all the free agency. But we got to get our breathless What the Hell is Going On podcast out today because I think you guys really like those. Um, Okay, I'll give you that. And I'm not, look, I'm not mad they didn't do it. But I did think there are two deals, those two specifically, that made some sense potentially. Now, mm-hmm. again, what Zuccarello got in terms of no movement clause, of course, he's not going to turn that down. Nyquist, from as far as I can tell, is just a basic contract. Um, but maybe he just preferred Columbus. That's something. That is a That's thing that happens. Right. I mean, sometimes players just want to be somewhere else. Maybe he doesn't want the pressure of Chicago. Maybe he got food poisoning at Giordano's. Who knows? But no one's obligated to sign here. But I just want to point those two out as reasonable term or reasonable dollars, long-term, okay. yes, but reasonable dollars that the Hawks maybe could have pursued, and they probably did, and said, you know what, eh, Shaw now at 3.9 looks really good, just like we told you last night. Now you see these deals coming out. Anders Lee had, what, like eight more points than Andrew Shaw, something like that? 
Yep. I mean, and he's getting paid like three million more a season than Andrew Shaw is. Right. So what Sam Bowman I, and he said it. He said as much. He looked at the market and said, "Okay, these deals are probably a little bit out of our range. Let's do a smart thing here and let's 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 fill out what we can with." Look, Andrew Shaw is probably not deal, but again, he checks every box of what you needed in a player. Maybe there's a better scorer. Maybe there's a guy that's bigger or faster or a better penalty killer or someone more dangerous on the power play. But Andrew Shaw does all those things, and for that reason, the deal makes a lot of sense. Sure. All right. Why don't we take a quick break? Okay, we'll come back. We'll talk about Ryan Carpenter. We'll give some more thoughts on Andrew Shaw now that we've had 24 hours to sleep on it uh, and uh, and wrap this thing up, before. and we'll do a big, nice, big, long, thick, juicy one. See, i got to beep that probably too, don't I? <laughs> we can do that later in the week. But let's take a quick time out on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Jay Zawoski and James Naveau with you reacting to the day's news. The Blackhawks sign goaltender Robin Leonard. They sign center winger Ryan Carpenter. And, of course, yesterday's trade for Andrew Shaw, we're breaking it all down. Got to tell you about our friends at Mariska's 604 Theodore Street in Crest Hill. Family owned and operated since 1933. Go there. Try the poor boy. I've told you. If I've told you once, I've told you a million times. Go out to Mariska's. Get the poor boy. Get the onion rings. Get the twice-baked potato. Get everything on the menu. Pile it up on your table. Eat it. And then wash it down with some of the great craft beer. You'll be very happy. They're closed only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. So go to marishkas.com or facebook.com slash marishkas. That's M-E-R-I-C-H-K-A-S. James, you and I were talking during the break about how mad people were about the Ryan Carpenter signing. Now, let's remind people. Ryan Carpenter is a fourth-line center, can play a little bit of wing. He is a plus face-off guy, about 52% last year. Right, which contrary to popular belief is better than fifty percent, which means he hmm. can win draws. Interesting, uh, penalty killer, a guy who can draw some tough matchups, take some of that pressure off Jonathan Taves, for a whopping one million dollars, and we have people mad about this deal. I just, are we? Are can I? Are we just? Are we? Are we dumb? Are we this spoiled as a fan base that? A fringe player on your bottom line signed for a million bucks is enough to fire you up? What are we mad about here? I got an argument with a guy I very much respect, Sam Fells, a guy we have on this podcast all the time. He said, the Blackhawks pro scouting department's been a disaster for a decade. Sam, they won three cups this decade. (laughs) Come on. It's okay to be satisfied. It doesn't, not every move has to be, Oh my God, it's amazing. Not everything is Marion Hosa, but these these moves they've made, Mata, Dahan, Shaw, Carpenter, Leonard, if you don't think this team is better than it was last year, I can't help you. This is a playoff team. Are they a cup team? 
I don't know. If Dominic Kubelik turns into something, if Anton Whedon turns into something, if Strom elevates his game, if Kirby Doc makes a team, if, if, if. But they're a playoff team right now. I don't have much doubt about it. They made the team better without giving up a single asset. A single asset. That, to me, is the biggest thing. Is they, The only asset they gave up is salary cap space. And the only asset they might have to jettison is Artem Anisimov. Correct. That's it. And people are counting him as gone anyway. And that's going to be a lot easier after today since he got his $2 million bonus. And his real, what is it, his real salary over the last two years of his deal is only like $2 million bucks a season or something like that? Yeah, it's, like, it's it, dirt cheap. It's a lot cheaper to get rid of him today than it was yesterday. Yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. I, I, just, I, I just don't see how you can't think this team is better today. I really don't. You know, and someone asked me, like, what are the ideal lines I would have at this point? And I think that that's kind of an interesting question. I know it's hard to say today, but here's what yeah. I answered. And let me just go over my forward lines and tell me if you think this is a playoff team, okay? And okay. again, interchange these pieces however you wish. This is just top of my head. If I was starting to play a video game, how I would line it up. I've already done that. I've already played several videos. Okay. Um, first line, Sod, Taves, Shaw. Okay. Second line. Debrinkit, Strom, Kane. Do you really think they're going to have Kane and Debrinkit together? I don't know. Again, these are all interchangeable. You can switch Shaw and Kane if you'd like. I don't care. Third line, Kubalik, Anisimov, Perlini. So you're keeping Anisimov on the team, okay. I'm going by the roster as it is right now. And also, by the way, they do need to re-sign Brendan Perlini, which is going to be a little bit tougher today just because they do kind of have a little bit of a limited cap situation But they don't have to get to the cap until the season begins, so they've got time to deal with that. Fair enough. Uh, Drake Kajula, Ryan Carpenter, David Kampf. A little bit surprised that you have uh, Kajula on the fourth line, but you know what? I guess it kind of makes sense with some of the moves that they've made in the offseason. Again, James, these are all very interchangeable. Fair enough. Well, especially that bottom six. I think you're going to see a lot of mixing and matching down there. For sure. So, is that a playoff John team Quentin to you? John not on your list, and Dylan Sakura not on your list. I Look, I thought Dylan Sakura played well last year, um, but the, no puck, no go in. And a lot of people have him penciled in on the top line. I need okay, a so puck to top, go in. Top, see, I'm not going to do that. No, no, I will not be that crazy. Yeah, I need a puck to go in. Can we Can we make that happen? Make puck go in net. <laughs> I guess that's why they got Andrew Shaw. I guess. It's got to hit him in the shin pads or the butt or whatever, but it's going to go in at least. Like, how did a puck just not hit Dylan Secura once and go in? I have no earthly idea. I think we, this like feels you, like the year that I kept track of Duncan Keith's uh, shots on goal without a goal. Yes. It's, a, it's like if you put me on the ice, and here's something you don't know about me. When I played hockey, I was a goalie, and I can't, much like uh, Derek Zoolander, I can't turn right on skates, so I have to play right wing, so I'll go down the line, and then if I don't get the puck, I have to go all the way around again because I can only <laughs> turn left, right, and then circle back around. There's no right turns for me. If they are, they're very ugly. If you put me out there in that state, at some point I would have drifted past the goal. A puck would have hit me and gone in. It would have have hit your backside (laughs) and it would have ended up past the goalie. And I do have a more plentiful backside than Dylan Secura, I'm sure. But Speaking of which, Jay Zulowski, the host of the I'm Fat podcast. I actually have no ass. I'll post a picture of it on our Twitter. You guys can t- no, I won't do that. Yeah, you can vote. That'll that'll be the load <laughs> question. That'll be the picture you'll post with yes. it. Oh boy. Well, I, I don't know. I just the 
I'm a, I'm a I I understand that I am a I'm a optimist, maybe to a fault, and I like to give these moves a benefit of the doubt. And I don't think Sam Bowman's a bumbling fool. I don't understand people that do. You might question some of his moves. You might disagree with his philosophy, but he's not an idiot. To think he gave just, Brent Seabrook a seven or an eight-year deal, bro. That's an idiotic move. There's no he's made some idiotic decisions before, but so is every GM in hockey. Every GM in the history of this game. So, but my point is, like, thought goes into these decisions. He's not just like uh, Ryan Carpenter. This is a really interesting question, though, because you you mentioned that Stan, you know, has this reputation as a bumbling buffoon. Who do you think that people would point to right now and say he's probably the best GM in the NHL? Oh well, since it's July, it's Jim Nill from Dallas. I was thinking more along the lines <laughs> of Steve Eiserman. Yes. And uh, Kyle, is it Dubas? Dubas. Yeah. What is it again? Mm-hmm. Dubas. Dubas. How many Stanley Cups have those guys won? Zero point zero. That is correct. You know the guys that they always call bumbling morons, your Jim Rutherfords, your Stan Bowmans? How many Stanley Cups have those guys won? Uh, I think it's four between the two of them. That would be, I believe, five, five actually correct. between the two of them because Rutherford won two of them with the Pens. Yes, you're right. Was he the GM of the Hurricanes when they won the Cup? I don't know. You put Maybe. me on the so spot it's either with these five questions. Or six. The point stands. <laughs> yes, I, and look, would you, okay. In fairness, though, if they said today, would you fire Stan Bowman to bring in Steve Eiserman? You'd probably say yes, right? You would. I probably yeah. He's done a really good job. There's no doubt saying, about it. No, 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 trust me. I'm not saying he's a bad GM. I'm just saying that can't really, is it. Can you really call a guy a bumbling idiot when he's won three cups? You don't you don't bumble your way into several championships. And you can say, oh, Dale Talon, like he assembled that talent. Dale Talon just handed a $10 million a year contract to Sergei Bobrovsky. Okay? Miss me with that. Well, and let's not forget that uh, Mike Smith, who everyone conveniently forgets because he's not a cool guy and a fun guy like Dale Talon, um, he drafted Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith and Corey Crawford. But yep. no, it's those would be facts. It's my just friend. good. It's just wacky Uncle Dale. He's like yep. us, and he used to play, so he's somehow more qualified because he played. And also, any dude would have drafted Patrick Kane in two thousand seven and Jonathan Taze. But here's the thing: like Stan Bowman, is it's like, well, you know, he only has a job because he's Scotty Bowman's son. But the other thing about that is he's Scotty Bowman's son. <laughs> it's Scotty Bowman. Bowman helps him. <laughs> It's like the greatest hockey mind of the century is helping him out. I'm fine with that. (laughs) People are going to really start thinking that we just have like a man crush on Stan Bowman. And I really would like to disabuse people of that notion, too. I I know that's the second time I've used that term today, but I feel like it's been valid in both cases. All right. So, James, I put the web poll up on Madhouse Pod during the podcast. Oh, God. Do we need to beep, quote, blow our loads, unquote, on the podcast? 100% yes. No. I'm sorry. I, well, I was going to say I blew what? my own load. 100, 100% no on that vote. So I will not be beeping that. Oh, my God. All right. I think have we? I think we're probably done. Are we done? It feels like we're done. I feel like we're getting slap happy, brother. By the way, I just updated it. We are at 82% no, 18% yes. All right. Well, those pearl clutchers can deal with it. <laughs> All right. 
By the way, speaking of pearls, go try the clams at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe. Oh, for the love of God. (laughs) I don't know if they have clams. I think they do. I can't eat them because my wife's allergic, and then if I eat them, I can't touch her, and that's no good. So they've got great seafood at Chuck's, though. Go there, try it. The barbecue, the Mexican, everything there is fantastic. The Mexican, if you're going on a Saturday, get the Cochinita Pabil. You will die and go to heaven and you'll be glad you did because you won't want to experience anything after that. After you've had the Cochinita Pabilla Chucks, your life has peaked, and it's all downhill from there, so just die. You might as well. Go visit chuckscafe.com, Burbank, Darien, do it. With that, we're going to wrap up the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back with a more serious, a more serious-toned podcast next week, we promise. Nah, screw that nonsense. Yeah, good point. Good point by you. All right, that's going to do it. James, thank you. I know you've had a busy day of watching movies and doing whatever it is you do on your off days. Uh, I'm going to go to softball right now. Banta B Championship down at Isaac Walton. Come on down if you listen to this within the next 15 minutes. It's going to be fun. Thanks to our sponsors, Rabbit Brewing, Chuck's Cafe, Triple Threat Sports, and Marishka's. We appreciate their uh, hospitality, their sponsorship. I don't know. I'm running out of words. I'm out of words today, man. Let's wrap this podcast up. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast.